Welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. I am your host, Craig Henson, and I'm happy to be joined today by lead pastor, Eddie Cox. Hello, hello. Family pastor, Chase Callahan. What's up, my peoples? And executive pastor, Brian Cox. How y'all doing today? Hello. Everybody good today? Doing well, doing well. We are doing great. Hey, we're coming off a a week where we took a little break from the podcast, and uh, we were gearing up to finish up our series called The Love Revolution. We finished it up on Sunday with a panel discussion, and uh, I think it went quite well. We've had a lot of great feedback about it. And uh, one of the things that we really wanted to highlight on Sunday in our discussion is that the message series, The Love Revolution, is really just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're going to have to keep – I mean, it's not going to ever stop. I think that was the thing for me in the whole you know, Love Revolution the message series was uh, this is a work in progress. This is not what – you get it one weekend and you got it and you're going to love everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is every day. This is going to be hard. And we got to deal with it every day. That's what I got. Sure. And I think uh, we had somebody say that they weren't able, they were not able to be here every single week, but because of the panel, they got to hear all the, the weeks. And so I think one of the things that I said on Sunday was this is not a marathon church thing. This is a Jesus thing, and it's up to us to live it out every single day. And so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it has to be part of the DNA. Yeah, I think we have to continually say that you know like we talked about keeping it as a undercurrent yeah throughout not just marathon but our christian life you know that we're constantly i guess i need to keep wearing this bracelet yes you do you know, i don't need to throw it yes. away and uh just <laughs> you know constant reminder to love i needed that today you did. i love you guys well, you are you having a hard time? Yeah. Today, Brian? yeah. What are you trying to say? I'm right? not sure what it was. I just didn't feel like loving today. Yeah. You know, you ever had that feeling? You yeah. Just, yeah. Well, you, you know, know, I'm just tolerating you right now. Okay. Well, is that, that that humanity part we talked about? <laughs> right? You can't. Yeah. It's humanly impossible to love That's everyone. Right. That's what you said. <laughs> it's all. I really. Y'all tell me if we can figure it all out. I'd love to have a formula for that. I think it's just the work every day. You have to work yeah. on it. And we're we're starting to hear stories. Um, and, and we kind of made the point, like, th- this isn't about some big project. This isn't necessarily about feeding a third world country or an orphanage or anything like that. This is about everyday life. What's the loving thing for me to do? What does love require of me? And we're starting to hear stories of people here in Marathon that are, are really starting to experience this and say, hey, it didn't seem like a big deal, but, you know, the bracelet helped me, and, and yeah. it made a difference. And it, it seems so simple that I think that's kind of the thing is that we expect a little bit more of a biblical thing. Does that make sense? The, the, it is <laughs> yeah, biblical. The sorry. Thing. It, it is biblical, but it's right. just to say these two things, love God, love people. I mean, everything. that's it. But I'm, I think, I'm still baffled by your screen with oh, all the yeah. books hanging under that one uh, thing. Yeah. That, that, that stuck with me. You know, that everything I learn, everything I do, it still hangs. But I think on one of the reasons why you, even when you looked at me and you're like, does that make sense? Like, is that biblical? You know, because everybody has their opinion and their view of love. So when you say love, everyone's going, that can't be right because, yeah. and it's different views and stuff like that. But actually, it is very biblical because when you dig into the scriptures, that's 
that's what Jesus said to do. And yeah. it's not do as um, do as you've been done. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> love as you've been loved. No, that's not what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And so it is very biblical for you to love one another, but you got to look at his definition of love, not your definition of love. Did I say that right? Is yeah, that right? yeah. See, I think yeah. it's a great read. Yeah. Okay, as a Christian, right. you read that. That's a great, oh, I did my Bible study, love right. God, love people. But the stories are what happens if you actually have to face that and do that mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Right. And in other words, we bring it out of the Scripture and we actually do what he said. Yeah, what, and not it, just what does it look like yeah. when it's put to test like today in action? What does it look like? Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the part for me that's changing. Yeah. Sunday after you know. after the service, I was at the Next Steps area, and a gentleman came by, and he started telling me a little bit about his story and about somebody in his life that he's that he's struggling with right now, somebody that he really needs to help. And he said, "Man, they're they're just they're just really messing up. You know, what, what's the loving thing for me to do?" And I said, "That's it. Sometimes the loving thing is to do is to confront. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's yeah. confess. It looks different in every situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best thing you can do for somebody is tell them, hey, you're messing up right now.'" Well, I think that, you know, I've said this so much. I think the Christian life would be great if it wasn't for the people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's where the rubber meets the road. I think it's much. It's easy to love God. Yeah, I yeah. really think it is. We can do that really. We can do yeah. that on our own. We don't need anybody around. Set in your corner away yeah. from everybody listening to you, your worship song. But he died for that and, person. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He died for the person that you need the bracelet for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah and I, I – th- I, I say it all the time. If you get in close proximity to other human beings, it's going to get messy. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get some junk on you. Let me say that. Can I say yes. junk? Yeah. You can say yeah. that. You're, okay. you're yeah. Gonna, yeah, I'm not going to say what I want to say. Yeah, I <laughs> my words. <laughs> you be careful. You know, when you, I, what happened to me is like when I say I love you, that, I had to think about that. This series made me think how I'm using my words. Like, yeah. yeah, when you say love. I love you. I mean, well, how does – I don't know. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure I know how to mean that. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on that. You yeah. know, kind of thing. I think sometimes I love you for me means I tolerate you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me loving you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you know, and I I think our people really embraced it. Um, and by the way, they they embraced the format on Sunday, the panel discussion that we had. We got so much great feedback, and I, I think that's something else we'll be doing in the future. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think about how all that went? Well, I I love you. Go you go ahead. No, Jeff. no. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I even said it. It was it was a little intimidating at first, you know, like you have ever because in that setting, people are listening like never before. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. all like they're kind of staring. At okay, you. everybody's here. They got something <laughs> so to different. say. You know, yeah. and um, and so at one point, I was even like, "It's okay to laugh. Like you guys yeah. are okay. Like yeah. it's gonna be." But it. it Afterwards, uh, like you said, there was a gentleman that stopped me and said, "Wow, I just can't tell you how much this series meant to me and my family, and because it's a, it's so relevant to where we are." And uh, he said, "The first week, you know, with Brian and then Eddie and then me and then Craig, like you guys have so much differences in your teaching styles." He said, "I think that's really what made it so amazing was that." I told people like you don't need to just listen to one you need to listen to one two three four five all the way down right. and then he said then you guys come together today and then like I said that other guy I was talking about he missed a couple of weeks or right. whatever I thought yeah. it was good I mean yeah, I, I really think that it was a great great time 
I always love that, you know, getting together and just talking it out. I loved it. You know. You know why I loved it? Because I got to hear you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know exactly, you know, we don't know exactly how this is all going to come out. We have right. our thoughts yeah. and right. what we did. But then to get to hear you do it again, yeah. what really came out for you that was good for me. I'm, yeah. I, I mean, I love the whole panel thing. I love it. The podcast was good preparation for us. It, it was, was almost like yeah. doing a podcast live. Yeah. Right. So that was good. I yeah. think this was one of the one series that I, I'm sure there's others, but I, at the end of this, I feel like, man, we need to package this together and put it, send it out. You know what I mean? Like this is yeah. a whole bundle of bundle stuff. of love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. So we're going to this coming Sunday, we're going to change gears a little bit and we're going to start a series called over it. Ooh. And uh, that's one of those, you know, every once in a while in a culture, a phrase, a cliche, something will just like really grab hold where it becomes really a part of the everyday vernacular. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. I hear it every single day about who knows what, but yeah. I, I'm so over it, right? So we're going to start this series called Over It, and the subtitle is From Fed Up to Freedom. Mm. And uh, Eddie's going to kick this off on Sunday. And basically, we're going to talk about some topics like anxiety and comparison, shame, insecurity, forgiveness, and, and cynicism. And l- l- yeah. <laughs> thanks favorite. a lot for putting me favorite. on the first week, boys. <laughs> yeah. Thank y'all. You're welcome. Well, I, I think I had the last week's cynicism, and it's really awesome because I have my spiritual gift is sarcasm. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's right up my alley. Um, there'll probably be a lot of you know conviction for myself as I'm preparing that one. L- let's start with this though. Let's talk. What are you guys over? Like, I am. I'm. I am so over. What? Anything come to mind? Like I'm just so over. I mean, I think there's obviously there's obvious things right now: the pandemic, yeah, politics, election year. Like I, I think we're all over that. But mm-hmm. anything else? Like maybe your pet peeve, something you know really drives you crazy. I don't know what. The, <laughs> Man. Um, are you afraid right now to speak? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, I would say a pet peeve, and I'm over it. Is this whole shortage of things? Okay, so I know it's the pandemic, but it's like, you know, you got the whole toilet paper thing or whatever. But I was helping this elderly man build a deck, and I walk in to get my lumber. And they're like, sorry, sir, we we can't give you your full order. And we're like, "Uh, why? Well, there's a lumber shortage. And I'm like, what? How is it? Well, there's just so much building. And I'm just over the fact of, like, if I want to – I mean, this is (laughs) sort of like telling on myself a little bit, but I – I, if I want, it's like fast food. If you want, that's why it exists. You want it, and you want it to be now, right? right yeah. Like, and so uh, I'm just over the fact that the shortage of things. I think that's one of them. <laughs> I got one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I, I, I got one too. Yeah. No, I'm I'm over AT and T. Okay, he just threw a brand uh, yeah. out. I just can, I can say that. Okay, oh, yeah, you can say whatever you yeah, want. They're not right, sponsoring you. Pay us. them right. We, well, we try. <laughs> and then you know, are you saying we're paying for a service that we're not receiving? All right, right uh, now we hadn't received it in a week. Just you know, over yeah, it. Yeah, over we lost it. it. <laughs> the power company we won't call any names. Digs up our line. Right. Okay. The pro- here's where I'm trying to get over is like, there's so many people using the internet. Yeah. There's so many things happening. You can't get, you got to get in line. Yeah. Hour yeah. and a half on the phone. And then when you get there, oh, we'll be out in a week. And then I wait. This is no, I wait. And then they don't show up. And then they try to call me and apologize and want to reschedule. I'm like, I still have no internet. 
<laughs> yeah. right. School is starting. Problem is still yeah, here. but then you got a text. Oh, right. I got one yesterday. Yeah, I got yeah. a text. It said, is you, we did some things on our, our end. Is your internet fixed? I haven't <laughs> seen anybody. It said, it said text fixed. Yeah, text fixed. And I just said. That wasn't what you wanted no. to text. Uh, no. <laughs> not working. I just put, no, not working. I don't know what language that needed to go in. Everybody I talk to can't speak English well. Right. I don't know. So. Yeah. But I'm, I'm over that me. with you, bro. Brian, you're with me on that. Yeah. All right, that's my over right you're now. Over it. No, I, I get that. Well, I had a couple of personal things. <laughs> um, How much time we got? We're yeah. supposed to still love people through this. All right? Yeah, yeah um, that's right. I shouldn't say this. Oh, God. Uh, but, no. You know, I talk fast sometimes, and, and I might not say things the best or pronounce them, and I, I tend to rename things, you know? <laughs> and just I do it to aggravate our oh, guys Oh, I know here. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my family corrects me. I can't even get the sentence out. And I'm like, stop correcting me. You know, and then swallowing. Swallowing? When, yeah, when somebody's like drinking a drink beside me and oh, he's taking yeah. big gulps, I'm just like, oh, this ought to be good. Yeah, then do you not hear that in our headphones right now? <laughs> it, it just drives me nuts. I have uh, to get up and walk away, you know. I can't handle it. Do you guys have – I know you have dogs, Eddie. Do you, you, don't, do you have any dogs? Yeah, we have, have a little four-pound chihuahua. A poor, okay. That's what I have. I would say I'm over that, too. Like, I'm over dogs. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of over dogs. You know what I mean? I have, two, I have yeah. two fairly large dogs, and oh, yes. the he- I'm just over it. <laughs> you know what? I th- I think uh, when this dog that we have now goes to doggy heaven, yeah. I'll be over him for good. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think there's any, I love there's my dogs. Be anymore. Let me disclaim. Go ahead, please. Because I know my wife's going to listen. I love my dogs, and I actually showed them a little extra love last night or whatever. Oh. But in the we're we go and get Emerson some uh, Mo's today, right? And um, <laughs> on the way back, Casey goes, "Hey, my wife." She says, "Hey, just so you know, um, Valley, our dog, ate Emerson's lunch." I'm like, "We just dropped it off," <laughs> and he's <laughs> he's crying, and he's like, "I just put it down on the chair for one second to get a drink, and now I don't have it." I mean, it's I'm like, so and I'm sorry. like, oh, I'm, I'm la- over it. I'm really laughing right here. <laughs> 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 I have it so much in yeah. my have a And you know the bar. dog's like, mmm, Moe's. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love living here. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. So I'll, I'll share a couple. And the, the first one is people that play golf slowly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh. like all of us because mm. we're having fun? or Well, no, no, the guy that, you know, thinks he's on the PGA Tour and he'll stand over the ball oh. for like 30 seconds <laughs> yeah. before he pulls the trigger. I'm just like – yeah, we Dude, had just that experience. It. Like yeah. it's, it just happened to us. You talking about praying, uh, right? Oh my! Yeah, hit the, we were they were going to decide. They were trying to figure. It's not, we had to talk everybody out of there. So who's going to hit the ball into them yeah. and move them on? It was like love. We looked love. at our bracelets. We did. That's right. Love. It's like so do, you hate slow golfers. Do not watch golf on TV anymore. You are not that guy. You oh, do not yeah. need to stand over that putt. <laughs> Seriously. Well, there's a million dollars on the line. Exactly. Or yeah. yeah. The other thing I hate is toppers. You know what a topper what is, is? Like topper? no matter what, it doesn't matter if you tell the greatest story of all time. Uh, they've oh, got like a better a story. One upper, uh, the one upper. Yeah, the yeah. one upper. Yeah. yeah. The uh, that, SNL skit. Yeah, that, I love that. that drives me crazy. <laughs> and maybe I dislike it because I feel like sometimes I might be a topper, but you know. You know, I got one better than that. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's that good. Gosh, I have an great. upper. <laughs> 
That was perfect. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to talk about uh, really some serious issues that people deal with in this Over It series. And I I think one of the things that we're going to try to help uh, our folks understand is that this this following Jesus, this being disciple, being a disciple, being a Christ follower, um, is a process, and it, it's not all up to us. That that God is going to do a work in us, and if if we come up against something um, that we're over, God's going to be on it. Mm-hmm. He's going to walk with us. He He might not get us over it, but He will get us through it. And He may want you to go through it. Mm-hmm. So that when when it is over, you have a better understanding of what's to come. Even yeah, for sure. Just a thought. Well, some of those things that that repeat themselves, mm-hmm. these overages. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. what to call it, but they keep <laughs> they keep right. coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've learned early on how to like. It might take a week over here early on. Now it takes maybe a half a day to figure to get through right. realizing I already know what God's done and that kind of thing. It does help to go through them. So it helps, sure. to, it helps getting mm-hmm. over, you know, kind of thing. But nobody wants to go through it because a lot of times that means there's a little bit of pain, sacrifice, and out of your comfort zone. I mean, nobody wants to do that. And I, th- I think that's a little bit of the fear is that when people hear the title, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll go into, oh, I can just be over it and forget about it and yeah. not deal with it. And that's not we're, we're not talking about throwing in the towel and just giving up. Mm. We're we're, oh, no. we're we're talking about getting through things with God's help. You said um, it's not a, uh, when you say it's over or you say uh, I'm over it. You're probably at the beginning of the process that's of it. dealing with it. Mm. That's it. You know I, that's pretty good right there. Yeah, I, I think that will happen in the this whole series. Is that what you think you're over? Yeah, you really haven't dealt with. That's some things that's going to pop mm. up too. And I would also dare to say that in all of our upcoming talks is, is going to be more or less about how to uh, – the armor that you're going to put on. You know what I mean? Like, Because it's a spiritual warfare a lot of times, you know, and mm-hmm. Satan sees opportunities to push people's buttons. And if you're not uh, armored up, so to speak, with righteousness and things that – and have your eyes set on Christ, uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to – you're just digging yourself deeper and deeper and deeper. So, I was just looking at the topics here. Um, I get I got forgiveness. That's good, Brian. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it always comes down to that for me. I'm glad you got that one, Eddie. You have anxiety. <laughs> oh, I got that one. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm stressed right now thinking about it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I thought about that. There's so many people I know that are at that point. You know, they just worry and anxiety and. Yeah, and I I think in our lifetime, there's never been a more anxious time. Oh yeah, this is like yeah, this is uh, this is what we. I mean, we're living it right this moment. Yeah, I was talking to Scott this week on the phone. We were talking about loving people, and and he said it's so hard because everybody's so intense right now. Mm -hmm. They're on edge everywhere you go, the store. I mean, wherever it is, everybody's just like they're ready to snap. You know, they are, that's what it looks like. You know, yeah. the, they're over it and they're just ready to be, you know, throw it in, throw the towel in and give up. It almost does feel that way. You know, I feel like a lot of times when I walk into a, into a store or a certain situation, I, I, I almost feel like I'm on the defensive all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like I have to explain myself. and oh, I'm not that guy. I'm this guy. You know, I just I feel like you, the tension is so thick. You can just feel it even when you walk into a store or something. 
Mm-hmm. I'm hoping, you know, school going back that it, it will help mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. of get some normality, I guess right. is the word. Yeah. Uh, back to some people. I mean, I don't care what you do. Somebody's mad. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got that. But let's, let's just try to get some things happening that feel good. I think that's kind of where we are. We just haven't got anything good <laughs> that feels yeah. good right now happening. I did hear a lady say already she's over school. I was like, it hadn't even started. Didn't even, yeah. And I think what she means by that is because, you know, one minute it's they're going back this day and this is what it looks like. And then I can't imagine what the teachers and the principals oh, yeah. have. And, you know, so we do need to pray for them. And But I, I just maybe that whoever said, I don't know if Craig or Brian said over it was the start of the process. Yeah. I mean, for for her, this is the start of school and this is the start of what is it going to look like? as you go through this, even though you're over it? What does right. that look like? So the basis for this series is the book of Philippians, you know, mm-hmm. Paul's letter to the right. church in Philippi. And uh, kind of to your point about the the armor of God, yeah. Chase, you know, Philippians 4, 8 says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. And I think a lot of times, and those things that are excellent and worthy of praise, I think a lot of times, like you said, Eddie, you don't just go go sit in your living room, listen to a worship song, and just and just meditate on these things. The, the, these are attributes that you have to take in everyday life, and as you confront things that you are over. I think one of the things that happens that we're causes all the anxiety to is that we borrow trouble. What I mean by that is, what's going to happen tomorrow? What's next week going to look like? What's going to happen at school? What's going to happen at Christmas or Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. What we, I'm like, whoa! Can we just go to Monday? Yeah. And I think if we could just, just slow it down. Just deal with one day at a time. It's going to help the, ang- the anxiety, and I can mm-hmm. I hear it all the time. Well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what school's going to look like? Well, I love yeah. the thought of fix your thoughts. Yes, on things excellent and worthy of praise. This week we moved Cassidy in to college. Or was that last week? <laughs> it was uh, last week. Last, last week. Yes, she was there maybe two nights, I think, and then we had a COVID possibility. So now she is sequestered for two weeks hmm. in school. I mean, what just got there, and next thing we're we're thinking we're getting over it, and we're, here we are again. And yeah. I have to say, quit fixing my mind on the issues and fix my mind on what's worthy of praise, and that's Jesus is with us, and that we look to Him through this. You know, that's what I'm having to tell myself. He's got it. He's, you know, I, I tell Cassie, you know, it's okay. Just, just enjoy your time sitting in your room and watch Netflix. Yeah, I think you putting know. a teenager in a room for fourteen days is not a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll save money that way. Well, I know you. I mean, as long as they have internet, that's yeah. it. Not on They'll Amazon. Survive. Don't do AT and T. I, as as we've kind of started to dig into this, one of the things that that I read that really hit me is that when you're over it. Your it is not your identity. Okay, you need to explain that. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to get that. <laughs> when you're over it, your it is not your identity. I, okay. I think I think when you get fed up with something, you know, to kind of use our, our subtitle, when you get fed up with something, that thing can begin to define you. Um, if if there's if there's a family member that you've had it with, mm-hmm. like you're at your wit's end. Mm-hmm. And and I think we all probably have some family members like that. Yeah, I sure your, do. Your feelings toward them 
we we can start to identify with that. Oh, I'm this way because of them. Mm-hmm. When in in truth, our identity is in Christ. Mm-hmm. If we allow anything else to define us, mm-hmm. uh, we're we're going to stumble in our walk with Christ. And I, I think we we can allow that it whatever whatever that over it is whatever that it is. I think we can allow it to begin to define us mm-hmm. and and yeah. determine our identity. And that that's a bad place to be. Well, that that becomes the master. Like I think what Eddie was talking about Sunday, or one of you guys talking about it. What we can become like consumed with that. Mm-hmm. I think is what you're trying to sure. say. And, and yeah. like just we base all of our decisions based off of how that or that it made made us feel. And yeah, so we let the issues define right how we act, how we you know perceive, rather than looking at again putting our eyes on sure on god i think i think i got another thought i think the the it kind of helps you figure out who you really are you think you're Mm -hmm. one way then you have it when the it happens Mm -hmm. oh you responded and you Mm -hmm. thought you were one way and the it basically made you realize oh "Oh, i don't really have (laughs) all the love i thought right you know that and that's kind of what i see it too oh man i don't remember exactly who it was but i i heard somebody talking about um, oh, it was a football coach that tested positive for COVID, and he was talking about how he began to feel like an outcast. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't be around anybody. Um, and he, he basically said that the being positive for coronavirus began to define who he was. He said, I, I'm mm-hmm. locked up at home for two weeks, and I can't interact with anybody. He's like, I'm a pariah. I'm a plague. Like Nobody wants to be around me. And he said that, that really affected him in a strong wow. way. It'll affect anybody. I mean, any time. I mean, think about that. That's biblical times. It was leprosy, and if you were a leopard, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just you read things in scripture and you go, man, I don't, I don't want to know what that's like. And then all of a sudden you see COVID, and it's like, oh, this is like real. This is a real thing. Oh, you know, I, I think another thing too is I think a lot of times people think that they're not allowed to question God. They're not not allowed mm-hmm. to ask God a question, mm-hmm. um, and and I think some of that stems from the idea that that we live in this you know I want it right now uh, world that we live in, and and so we'll ask God a question in prayer and then He won't answer you know immediately and we're like okay I'm moving on, um, but I think what you see in scriptures a lot of times people waited for God to answer for a long time, long time, and that's usually what happens, you know I. I think I, we've said this before. You need to write down what you're asking, what your prayer That's request, great, yeah. and that way, when it happens, Eternally. you can look back and put a date on it. We did this so many times; you wouldn't believe how many prayer requests God has answered, but we forgot right. that He even asked for it. So that's one of the things we that, did. That's awesome. That, that's huge. I, I, journaling that or writing it down somewhere, I think, is huge because uh, you're right. We we it, we'll just go right past it. God will answer our prayer, and we'll just we just keep moving. He, he he heard you, <laughs> but he wasn't paying attention, kind of thing. Well, I can remember, you know, asking God questions all the time, and like, why aren't you listening? You know, and then ten years later, oh, okay, now I understand why you were listening. But this was the idea you had. Marathon's a result. Marathon Church. Yeah. You know, we never knew twenty-five years ago that we'd be doing a podcast today. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of things we prayed back then are mm-hmm. happening now, you know, but we were thinking it was going to happen quicker. Right. Yeah. You know. So, but here we are. 
it's interesting when you when you look in the scripture in the Old Testament, you you see a guy like Moses whose life is basically chopped up in forty year increments. I mean, forty years, right? Yes, it's a lot and, of waiting. And and you read the New Testament, and these guys write as if Jesus is coming the next day. You know, <laughs> the, yeah, they yeah. they were that expectant, and I and we're expectant today too. But it's too, it's been two thousand years now, and it's not that God isn't listening. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many prayers we pray. We're not. I mean, we're not thinking that what's going to happen a hundred years from now when I pray this prayer. Mm-hmm. We're just thinking right now. Right. You know, what has happened with what we've done with Marathon for the last twenty five years? What does it look like seventy five years from now? What prayers will be answered from now? Yeah. You see that that's that's kind of how he thinks. Mm-hmm. If you want to know, yeah. he doesn't think in just small little. It happens every year. Or every every six months, it could be ten years, twenty years. That's how he works. That's what we see. Well, that's right. difficult, too, because we've talked about the new vision. We've mm-hmm. been talking about that, and we want all that now. Mm-hmm. And I, my thinking is, I know that God doesn't work that way, and it it kind of bothers me because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know He can. But he knows better. He knows the timing way better in our situation. Whatever you're dealing with, he knows the time, the best time. It's kind of like who are we setting up? And we're probably not yeah. ready for yeah. it yeah. in a lot of ways. That's, you know. that, that's a great point. That, and he, he'll know when we're ready. Yeah. And that's, that's when the answer will come. Let, let me just throw one more thing out there. I believe that one of the things that we're going to need desperately if we're all going to – really get over things is we need a group we we need real authentic connections with other people and we're, we're so blessed to have been able to gather at drive-in church and now inside and online but for all of us to really get over things we need good connections in our life we, we need significant relationships we need people that we can love and and be loved by encourage and encourage and so um we're going to encourage all of you guys to get in a group we're going to launch groups here in a few weeks and i think it's going to be integral uh to our success in these things and what we want to do is we want to connect people relationally so that they can grow spiritually that's what we want to do with our life groups we want to connect them relationally so they can grow spiritually and uh so we're heading up that way and and you guys that are listening you're going to hear more and more about life groups in the in the next few weeks and we would love for you to to join us that and we're excited about this new series over it uh, any final thoughts today guys as we head into this new series yeah, i'm over it you're so over it <laughs> no. i'm not i'm, I'm not over it yet yeah. but i'm getting there i'm excited i think yeah. anytime that we do a series that or a collection of talks that's obviously all talks are grounded in the bible here at marathon but that's right through a book of the Bible, I think is good for us. And we've seen that uh, when we went through Galatians. Um, this won't be necessarily, you know, chapter by chapter or right. verse by verse, but it will be a collection throughout the book of Philippians. And for those even that are beginners in this Christian faith and you're trying to figure out how do I how do I read the Bible? What does that look like? Well, let's journey through Philippians together and talk about being over it. You know, I think it's going to be fun. You know, Philippians yes. is my favorite book, by the way. Really? That's, oh. how I, I, that's how I set up my life when I was a teenager. Really? Yeah. Those, nice. those, those are what, that Philippians 1, you know, four, one six. Philippians right. 
I'm not even going to tell you the story. Yeah. But there's a whole lot of stories with Philippians that happened in my life. You could tell the story. Are we, we going to hear the story limit. in the message? <laughs> well, I'm going to save it. Are you going to say it? Yeah. 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 Do that. Okay. I love it. Okay. Nice little tease. I though. can't wait yeah. to hear that. Yes. <laughs> you will like it, Brian. I will. And yes. Does it got me in it? No, you're not in this one. Oh, okay. You're, <laughs> in. you're in everything else, though. I saw yeah. it. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Brian? I, I, I love when we talk about this. I mean, it's. It's a little challenging, I'm not going to lie, when we talk about anxiety and worry and forgiveness, but I think it's um, something that every person I know deals with, and it's and it's overwhelming, you know, for their life. And I think we saw when we talked about Anxious for Nothing series, was that a year ago already? Yeah. yeah. So much happened for people, freedom, and I, and that's what I hope and pray that we find that we're fed up enough that we'll seek God and find freedom. You know, at least, you know, a hint of that through this series. And we're going to have prayer at the end of our services each week and give people a chance to pray. And, and of course, Thursday down. nights we're going to have the prayer time. Yes. And that will be part of, I think, what we'll do each week is pray for our worry and anxiety because we know people are dealing with that oh, in yeah. a big way. Yeah, you know. for sure. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate all of you joining us. As always, uh, wherever you find your podcast, uh, like, subscribe, leave us a comment. And if you'd like for us to answer your question on the pod- podcast, you can email us at info at marathonchurch.org. Fire us a question. We'd love to talk to you about it. Have a great week.